Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Bucks are 60 minutes. That's all, 60 minutes from Super Bowl 55. Can they beat the Packers in the cold and snowy Lambeau Field to make history as the first team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium? Or will Aaron Rodgers play like the league MVP and avenge his 38-10 loss earlier this season. We'll break down the NFC Championship game in Green Bay with Joey Knight of the Tampa Bay Times on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, folks, have you been to Breitling Boutique and International Plaza? Well, you need to go because it's only one of 15 in the United States. you got to check out these gorgeous Swiss timepieces. We've got the uh, they've been welcoming championship quarterbacks and Hall of Famers and all these celebrities as clients, but you know what? They're going to treat you just like they do them, and I'm telling you, when you put on one of these watches, you're going to want to walk out with one, I promise you. Tell them that Rick and Steve sent you, and even just for trying on a watch, they're going to give you a free $60 Breitling cap just for sampling one of those watches, but i got to warn you, you're going to get the watch too. The cap and watch is the way to go. Breitling Boutique in International Plaza. All right, Joey. Um, you know, I was thinking about this game and the fact from a historical standpoint, uh, this is only the fourth time in the franchise's entire history that they have been in the NFC Championship game. And, of course, they've been to just, uh, you know, the one Super Bowl. They've lost uh, the other ones in, in, in the last one, 2002. Uh, but from, from a historical standpoint, it's rare. And then when you, you consider how we began this season under the cloud of a pandemic, Tom Brady somehow choosing Tampa Bay, working out at, you know, uh, a high school in Berkeley prep with his receivers, not having any training camp or preseason, losing to the Saints a couple of times. You know, at one point, I think they were seven, what were they, seven and five? Seven Something and like five. that. Yeah. yeah. And they have gone on this run. And here they are playing the Green Bay Pack. Packers, a team they beat way back uh, earlier in the season, 38-10. to 10. And if they win this game, Joey, they make history. I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I know everybody thought when Tom Brady, wow, those guys are going to the Super Bowl. It has not been easy, and what they've accomplished is great, but they have a chance to do it. They have a chance to, to do exactly what they set out to do, and Tom Brady at 43 can add yet another chapter to his incredible resume. I wrote about this, Rick for uh, tampabay.com, which I believe uh, has already posted. You know, Green Bay is a much different team than the one that was blown out by the Bucks, And we can look back at that game and say, you know, it's kind of an aberration. We certainly don't expect Aaron Rodgers to throw two picks, including a pick six in the span of, of four passes. We don't expect them to get away from their running game so quickly and just, you know, lean on Aaron Rodgers, who was terribly out of rhythm after the first quarter. It was kind of an aberration. This is a different Green Bay team than the one the Bucs saw. But you know what? This is a much different Buccaneers team, too. Well, before we – I mean, I just want to spend a little bit of time on what the Bucs were able to do to get to this game, okay? 
Um, because a week ago when we talked, you know, they were going to go to New Orleans. And, and this is, by the way, it's a hard road. And, and granted, there's not a lot of fans, if any, in some of these ballparks. And so maybe that's why they have such a good road record. They've won seven straight. Um, but, but I had my real doubts about them being able to go to New Orleans. Now, it turns out Drew Brees had a lot more injuries than the 11 broken ribs. And then we're finding out he had a torn labrum and a torn plantar fascia, and he probably shouldn't have played. Right. So, you know, credit Todd Bowles for recognizing a wounded animal when he saw one. Um, however, you know, I also got to believe that, you know, the return of Devin White and the way that defense played, uh, I mean, they have to have taken or will take a ton of confidence to them, to Green Bay. The difference is, though, Joey, Aaron Rodgers can hurt you vertically as well as horizontally. I mean, he, he can throw the ball down the field, right? And I'm just wondering if 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 they will be as effective uh, as they were when they played him the first time with a different array of blitz and, and things like that, or if you know it'll be such a drastic difference in the game they just played that we really can't carry over that performance to, to this week. It, it's just... They're such different quarterbacks at this stage of their careers, Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. But Aaron Rodgers is a different animal. Yeah, Rick, certainly different from the one that the Bucks encountered last Sunday, a guy who clearly couldn't throw the ball downfield. As we all know, Aaron Rodgers is a play-action extraordinaire, one of the best who's ever done it. And he's got that triumvirate of tailbacks behind him. And if those guys can just get two, three, four yards a pop, that's all it takes to uh, keep the defense honest, to make those defenders turn their heads a little bit and pay attention. And when they can do that, that's when Aaron Rodgers flourishes in play action. And it's going to be just a totally different challenge for these young secondary guys. They're all first and second team guys, Rick. Uh, we've seen them flourish this year, but we've also seen them get cut up pretty good over the course of the season. I know they're coming into this game with a lot of confidence, but this is probably going to be their most daunting challenge of the season just because they're, they're facing a guy who's hot, who's on a tear, and who does it as good as anybody who's ever done it. Yeah, he really does. And, you know, I, again, we, we found out, I think, you know, this past week that what happens in the regular season, you know, doesn't matter probably at all. Um, and yet I, I still think that there's some things that the Bucks can take out of it. And one of those would be maybe confidence a little bit, maybe false confidence, but nonetheless, they've, they've been on the grass with Devonte Adams. They have, um, they have listened to, you know, Aaron Rodgers in his cadence. Um, they have set the edge to keep him contained and not let him outside of the pocket. So some of the fundamental things would seem, would seem to be the same. But certainly where they're playing is not. And I know, you know, we've discussed and it's been discussed about the weather. Now, I've been to Green Bay a million times, it seems, not quite a million, but enough that I remember uh, all kinds of weather up there, including a pile of snow and wind and and below, well below freezing single-digit temperatures. And so sometimes you'll get all of that in the same day, by the way, which I have also seen. Um, it seems as though, though, it's going to be around 28, 27 degrees, whatever, a little bit of snow, not, not necessarily one to three inches of dusting, if you will. Um, so we know that Brady's a, a, a cold-weather quarterback. He's had no trouble with it. A lot of guys on his team have played in the North either in college or not. But it doesn't mean that, that there won't be 
an adjustment that the Bucks have to make and that the Packers feel completely comfortable with. So uh, even though there's not fans there, how much is the quote-unquote mystique of Lambeau Field or the, the frozen tundra, which may be soggy, how much of that is an advantage for the Packers because the game they lost was in sunny, humid, hot Tampa Bay? Yeah, I don't think it's so much the mystique of Lambeau Field, except, but for the meteorology of Lambeau Field. You know, Tom Brady has played in countless games in this kind of weather, but we've talked about it this year, Rick. He hasn't played consistently in that kind of weather in a long time. And he even told us, and and Gronk even told us, uh, you know, hey, I've been down here in Florida. My my blood feels like it's thinning out. We had a practice in 45-degree weather the other day, and I had to put on a hoodie. So. You know, no matter, I mean, Sean Murphy Bunning played his college ball up in Michigan. Antoine Whittenfield played in Minnesota. But they haven't played in that that weather in, in quite a while. So it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment, mm-hmm. you know. It, and just for the simple fact that those guys don't play in it on a consistent basis and Green Bay does. And I don't right. think it's so much the cold, Rick. It's just getting your footing, you yeah. know, play, yes. playing in snow and playing on that type of turf and just being used to it. You know, I, I really think in, in a sense that the cold itself is kind of overblown because they have so much technology on the sidelines in terms of heaters and things like that, that they'll stay warm on the sideline. And when they're in the game, the adrenaline's going, they're moving around and you don't really notice the cold. It's it's really it's more adapting to the wind and the turf and, you know, just keeping your footing in those kinds of things. That is what the Bucks aren't used to. And that's what Green Bay is totally acclimated to. So I think that's the big adjustment. I totally agree. I think I think footing is something that, you know, uh, the Green Bay Packers know exactly which cleats to wear. Every player knows what works for him. The Bucks will be trial and error during the warmups. I mean, they'll right. and they may change even during the game. Um, so, you know, one out route where the receiver slips and the DB doesn't can result in a pick six and it's nobody's fault except the the, you know, the elements and right. you know that's that's the thing about a home field advantage it's more than just the fans now you know if that was a packed lambeau field i assure you it'd be much harder because then you couldn't communicate you couldn't do certain things at the line of scrimmage that they've been able to do um and, and, in, and in the games where the bucks did play in some cold weather quite frankly they didn't play all that well i mean carolina was maybe one of their colder games and carolina is terrible um, but right. at the at the other cold game that I can remember was at MetLife Stadium, and they struggled to win that one. And right. um, you know that was that was a brutal day all the way around. Now again, these are both teams that are on a roll. They figured a lot of things out, and one of the things I think they figured out, Joey, is they seem more committed to running the football. And you know, in a weird way, the COVID situation with Ronald Jones, which knocked him out of the last two or two of the last regular season games, he came back for the final game against Atlanta. But then he was unable to play because of a quad injury in the playoff game at Washington, something we didn't suspect until the, the game started. But Leonard Fournette has not only played, but he's played his best football of the year. I mean, this guy seems motivated. He seems to have the right mindset. Um, he's, he's making yards after contact. He's caught the ball a few times, including a touchdown pass last week. And Ronald Jones seems to be feeling better and better. Last week, I thought, you know, the combination of those two, and you wrote about it in the Tampa Bay Times, Thunder and Lightning sort of uh, uh, approach that they had, both guys with over 60 yards. To me, in a game in, in January, um, 
in in Green Bay in Lambeau Field, you know the Packers are going to run it. Maybe the best thing the Bucks can do is try to is try to outrush them uh, and 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 use those two running backs to to protect Tom Brady and and control the game that way. I, I agree, and I think I think this is kind of what Bruce Arians envisioned all year long, just kind mm-hmm. of employing both in tandem, going with the hot hand, but. Every time they wanted to do that, you know, uh, Leonard Fournette would get an ankle injury or Ronald Jones would go on the the COVID list or hurt his finger. And they just never seemed like they were completely healthy at the same time. And they're not totally healthy now, but Ronald Jones was healthy enough with that sore quad to come and play against New Orleans. And you mentioned Leonard Fournette's been so good. He had his best game as a Buccaneer against Washington in -hmm. the opening round. So he started against New Orleans and and you just saw how they complemented each other both had more than 60 yards and you know it it really is I know thunder and lightning has become quite the cliche but Mm -hmm. you got Leonard Fournette who's pushing 230 pounds (laughs) and you've got Ronald Jones who's just fast as lightning and about you know 205 206 you know it's a change of pace when each of them's in there so you know this seems like the perfect setting you know Considering the, the the conditions that we're probably going to get at Lambeau, and as you mentioned, we know Green Bay is going to run it. You know, just to employ those guys, let them each get about 15 carries a game. And last time I checked, Tom Brady's pretty good in play action. Also, I think it plays mm-hmm. right into the Bucks' hands just to try to get both of them going, and I think they will. Absolutely, Aaron Stinney, who had to come in and play right guard, played really, really well. So they have lots of confidence in the way he handled that New Orleans front. So. Um, not as as bad as they may have anticipated with losing Alex Kappa. One player who isn't healthy, and we probably won't know until kickoff, is the status of Antonio Brown. And if you had to single a player out, Joey, that was the difference after the bye week, I think it's A.B. Because, you know, he went through a stretch in four games where he scored five touchdowns, and he was playing fast. He was playing quick. They were able to get him in space. They were able to use him in some end arounds, um, some bubble screens, things where you didn't have to you know, rely on Tom Brady dropping back, but then, oh yeah, he also hit him down the field on some, on some deep passes. So not knowing AB's status, maybe he plays, maybe he doesn't, but how big of a potential loss would that be if he's either not in the lineup or simply can't be himself? He was held to just one catch uh, against the Saints last week. You know, I I think it would be a bigger deal if Tom Brady didn't trust the guys behind him. But Mm. I think we've seen that that he does. Um, You know, that that throw to Tyler Johnson last week on third and long where, uh, you know, kind of that out route and Tyler Johnson, the rookie, had to twist his body and contort it and outstretch his hands and he caught it. And then, you know, the um, the downfield throw to Scotty Miller. Yeah. Remember Mm -hmm. Scotty Miller? you know, between two defenders, that was a route that was designed for Antonio Brown. So those guys came in, they stepped up, Tom Brady showed that, Hey, I trust these guys to go out and make a play for me. And, and they did. So, uh, you know, who knows, who knows whether Antonio Brown's going to play, but just based on the trust that Tom has built with these younger guys over the course of the season, I don't think it's going to be as big a deal. I think you're going to see a lot of Scotty Miller in this game. Quite, quite frankly. Now, whether a lot of targets come his way, I, I don't know, but I think you're going to see him on the field quite a bit. Yeah, and Tyler Johnson, only his 12th <laughs> catch of the season, but maybe one of the biggest ones on third and 11 
Yeah. Um, you know, with that grab, it was just was sensational. So, and you're right. There's a guy that played in Minnesota. The cold shouldn't bother him too much. One thing I didn't anticipate, and it happened early this week, um, and I wrote about it in the Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com, is that Vita Vea, a guy who was injured in week five, I think, uh, four or five at Chicago with that fractured ankle. It was a gruesome injury. It was one you had to look away from when Devin White kind of hit him with friendly fire. And for all the world, pretty much everybody said, mm, that's it for the big guy. He's out for the year. Not so fast, my friend, as Lee Corso would say, because one Vita Vea marched his rather large, uh, largest out there and, and at 340-something pounds is hitting a blocking sled in practice and able to run. And for my money, I you know we'll find out on game day, but it sure looks like he plans on playing. I don't know how many snaps, Joey. He didn't play against the Green Bay Packers the first time they beat him 38-10. to 10. How much of an impact could this guy have? I mean, this is like pennies from heaven. Oh, my goodness. If you get, you know, eight to ten snaps out of Villavea against a team that likes to run like that, against a team that will bring a 250-pound back at you, mm-hmm. in, you know, in, in A.J. Dillon, that, that's, that's huge. And, you know, just to play on top of that, you know, anything Villavea gives you Sunday, Rick, would be gravy just that big body you can plug there in the middle. But on top of that, Jeremiah Ledbetter, who we haven't seen in a few weeks, he's back. He's practicing full speed. He had a calf injury that kept him out for a while. So they should have their full complement of interior guys against quite possibly the best running attack they'll face all year. It's like the planets aligned for them. I know. It's just just something you didn't – maybe they expected, but the timing couldn't have been better. They had to get to the championship game for it to even be – a consideration, but they're able to recall him from injured reserve. And we'll find out probably shortly before game time, whether or not he's available, um, you know, at, at, at the kickoff. Even on a budget quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. You know, one thing that's, uh, that's apparent to me is that Devin White has become um, maybe their, not even maybe, is their best defensive player. And, and we could be saying that for a number of years because yeah. before he had to go on the reserve COVID list, he had 140 tackles and nine sacks. And, he, you know, by crook of the NFL scheduling, he wasn't able to play, um, you know, not just in the final game of the regular season, but also the first playoff game at Washington. So there he is bottled up through no fault of his own, supposedly, because he said he didn't do anything different. COVID is everywhere. And he comes back. But he not only comes back, and we know he's an energy guy. We know he's the, you know, he's the guy that talks in the huddle. But my goodness, Joey, I haven't, and, and I'm trying to, you know, call, recall all of my playoff experiences watching games over the, the years. I don't, I haven't seen a inside linebacker, an inside linebacker, play that well and make so many impactful plays since I covered Ray Lewis against the Tennessee Titans one year. I mean, this dude was not only cleaning some fools up, but 
being around the football and coming up with those turnovers. And I don't know if you saw, you know, the video, he called his shot. He said, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, what was it? I'm going to put the knife in. I'm, I don't know how he, how he phrased it, Yeah. <laughs> but basically, basically like, you know, I'm going to end this thing. And then he right. did. Yeah. You know what? You, you just, you don't expect inside guys to move like that. No. And he moves about as well as any inside guy I've ever seen at this level. And he, he was, uh, there's no other way to say it, Rick. He was all over the field. He had yeah, he 11 was. tackles. He had that interception late. You know, he had a mm. pass deflection. He picked up the, the fumble that Antoine Winfield stripped from, I believe right. it was Jared Cook. He, he picked it yeah. up. He was a dynamo. He looked like a guy who had been pent up a couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. pardon my French, he looked like a guy who was pissed off that he had to be pent up a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've just, you know, I've only been on this beat a few months. You've been on it for a, a few decades. I, I I think we are seeing just kind of a transformational player yes, here. Just based on, you know, just based on the way he can move and the energy and, you know, and his football IQ, you know, he's kind mm-hmm. of the, correct me if I'm wrong. He's kind of the quarterback of that defense. And this is his second year in the league. I just, you know, what an, what a performance last Sunday. I could go on and on about it, but I, I really think we're seeing a transformational player here, here in the Bucks defense in his second year. Oh, I agree. And, and, you know, there's a reason why they picked him five overall inside linebackers typically never go that high. Uh, right. he, he came out of college with comparisons to Patrick Willis and Ray Lewis. And I'll be damned if, uh, you know, I've always said this greatness shows up pretty early and he had injuries as a rookie, but he still played well when he did play this year. Now that he's starting to figure out the defense, um, he's leading them. And that's the thing that Todd Bowles always says to Devin White, Hey, go lead us, you know, and, mm-hmm. and Devin's always saying, unleash me and let me do things. But And talk about inside linebackers. You don't find many that can rush the passer the way this guy did. I think his his running back background allows him to pick his way through some holes on some of those blitzes, and he gets home more than more than not. I mean, you don't see many wasted opportunities when he's in that a gap or wherever he's rushing from. He will find his way to the quarterback. So um, Todd Bowles is going to ride him, and you know, having Levante David. I was listening to Aaron Rodgers talk about those two guys, and he was like, "Look." You know, it's hard to get them out of position because they're just always where they're supposed to be. And, um, you know, we got to find a way to block them. And mm-hmm. no one has been able to do that of late. So I think, you know, again, when you know you're going to get into a strong running game, the play action is what has really helped the Packers. They're so good with the football back there. And Rodgers has perfected a lot of run option and things like that. So it puts a lot of stress, not just on your linebackers, but on your outside linebackers and Shaq Barrett and, and JPP. So we'll see if they're able, you know, sort of able to contain that situation. And, you know, as always, special teams will play a role. Wasn't too excited about what I saw in the return game a week ago right. um, in, in New Orleans, but they get Kevin Minter back and he's like their captain of the special team. So even that sort of is working in their favors. Okay. I, I, I got it. We got to spend a little bit of time, I think, talking about Tom Brady. And, and Aaron Rodgers, and they don't go against each other, right? But yeah. these are two greats of the game. There's no question, you know, the GOAT is Tom Brady. And and they'll be writing books and doing more movies if he's able to win a Super Bowl in his first year in Tampa Bay. I mean, I don't think anyone's, you know, ever played the quarterback position this well, certainly not at 43, and may never again. 
But for him to do it after 20 years in New England to come here and take this team where he has, if he goes one step further to the Super Bowl in Tampa, is is really a Hollywood script. It's not even um, something that you would necessarily anticipate as great as Brady was. But I will say this. I think the impact of Brady goes well beyond, and you've been out there, Joey, goes well beyond what he does when he has the ball in his hands, although that's a big part of it, right? But belief at that position is a big thing, but also how to prepare. Yeah. I've done done this job, as you mentioned, about a couple of three decades, and when I watch the Bucs practice, we don't get to see a lot of it, but in training Mm -hmm. camp we saw more. When I watch them practice, boy, there is – a precision and effort, um, an attention to detail, and I'm sure it's heightened more in the postseason as well. But Brady brings that every single day. And I think the impact that Brady is having on this franchise will probably last beyond his usefulness or his contract because those guys are so rare that can, that can change the whole culture of a football team. But I think winning is culture, right? I think I yeah. think it's the chicken and the egg thing, but I'm, st- I'm, you know, I watched him in new England, but seeing him up close, I'm even more amazed at what he's able to do. And you forget that he's doing it at age 43. You know what? I think he's teaching a lot of these guys how to practice and prepare. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a, that's a tremendous influence he's wielding to a guy. Everybody tells us it's Tom's attention to detail. He, mm-hmm. how many times do we hear, Oh, he pulls it pulls us over to the side of practice and tells us what he sees and where to go and what to look for. It's just a meticulous, a meticulous attention to detail. I would just love to, I would love just to be a, you know, to be a bug on the goalpost during the course of a whole practice and just see how they go through it. Just, you know, just see the, the detail and the, and the precision and the tediousness involved because everybody tells us that's the way it is with Brady. Um, and you know, it goes just Rick, just beyond the two or three hours that they're on the practice field, you know, what must he do to just to keep care of his body in terms of just what he puts in it, the, the, the yoga, whether, you know, he's doing any kind of weightlifting, it's a daily thing. You know, it's not just, you know, during those few hours at the Advent health training center, it's a, it's a 24 seven daily thing just in terms of how he he manages his body it's it, it's kind of legendary and I, I wish i was more privy to it but you know this is what he has chosen to do with his life to be at this level he is at this age and darned if darned if he isn't continuing to defy logic at age 43 because i i really believe here in this last stretch in these you know, these five or six games in a row they've won. This is some of the best Tom Brady football we've ever seen. Maybe not the best, but some of it. Joey, on the other side of the ball, and he won't play directly against them, but they always talk about it as if it's a pitching matchup, which in a sense I guess it is, is Aaron Rodgers, who surprisingly, as great as he is, has not been to a Super Bowl in 10 seasons. He's won one. And there is this thing about, you know, quarterbacks, and I asked Bruce Arians about this. He goes, well, Dan Marino didn't win any. I thought he was great, and he was. There's just a next level, right? When Peyton Manning had one Super Bowl victory, it was okay, but he's only won one Super Bowl. Then when he went to Denver and he was more or less a passenger on a really great Broncos defense and won two, it put him in a different different category, a different conversation for some reason. 
Does Aaron Rodgers need this worse than Tom? I mean, obviously Tom has his six rings. He, he he's still got a few more fingers left. But in terms of you know, it's taken ten years. You know, if, if Rodgers were to win, it'd still be ten years before he got back to a Super Bowl. He's 37, 30, going on 38 years old. I'm just wondering if he's seeing the uh, the sand, you know, tick out of his hourglass, and he really needs this worse than Brady. You know what? Isn't it all about winning? Isn't it all about the rings? Isn't that, yes, the, isn't is. that the, the measuring stick? And, you know, Bruce Arians did make a good point about Dan Marino, but there's one Dan Marino in five lifetimes. He's a transcendent figure. But – you know, for everybody else, it, it, it's about the rings. That's the measuring stick. So, yes, I think Aaron needs this far worse than Tom. You know, if he, uh, you know, Brett Favre only had one ring. Mm-hmm. This kind of would put him on that next level, I guess, in terms of Lambeau legends. And, you know, <laughs> you're talking about you're talking about some pretty elite some pretty rarefied air. When you, when you talk about multiple Super Bowl rings, then you're getting into Roger Staubach and Terry Bradshaw and Joe Montana and those guys. So if you want to talk about cementing your legacy with multiple Super Bowl rings, I think this is a pretty big deal for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know about you, but yeah, it's all to me, it's all about the rings. It is, and, and he's talked about how this year, you know, he's enjoyed things a little bit more. He stayed in the moment. Somebody asked him, does, does he feel like this might be his last best chance? And he really didn't really, you know, I don't know if he thinks about it or just said he didn't think about it, but he was like, look, I'm doing some talk shows every week, uh, you know, with uh, different people. And he does generally seem like he's in a good place, but he won't be in a good place if come, you know, 630 or so the Bucks are leaving and headed to the Super Bowl and Aaron Rodgers isn't. And I wonder if that pressure and look, Brady, nobody wants to win more than Brady. That's why he's the greatest winner of all time. But I do wonder how that pressure, that expectation, the home. This is his first NFC championship game at home, by the way. Yeah, I, I, uh, that shocked me. Really yeah. You know, kind of, I kind of equate it, Rick, and may not be fair to like the, the Masters champions. How many guys, you know, put four good rounds together and won a Masters one time, like the Craig good, Stadlers of the it's world. a good example, yeah. But, you know, if you want to get in that level of Tiger and Jack and Phil mm-hmm. and, you know, Arnold and those guys, you got you to get more than one. I mean, Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> but, you know, if Aaron Rodgers wants to get to that rarefied air that I talk about, this is huge for him. So, yeah, I, I could sense there's a little pressure on him. But by the same token, he's playing in some very familiar confines mm-hmm. and he'll have a few fans in his corner Sunday night. All right, well, somebody asked me for a prediction on a radio show, and, and I was consistent because last week I picked the Bucks to lose to New Orleans, and I thought I'd make Bucks fans happy by saying they'll probably lose to Green Bay as well. Look, this is a hard road. No one's done it, and I know there's no, no fans. It's a little different this year, but with everything that this team has had to go through, and all the teams for that matter, but to, to win three games on the road, which which will match the most playoff games I think that, Tom Brady has ever won in his career on the road, by the way, because yep. when they were going to Super Bowls, it was usually running through New England. You know, um, he did go one winning a championship game against Mahomes in Kansas City. Um, but do they do this? Do they do they make history Sunday and there will be gobs of people outside of the airport uh, when they walk through with the with the NFC championship trophy? You think that happens? I, I really do. 
I, it's just a hunch. I think they are just clicking. We've talked about the planets aligning with guys coming back, being healthy. Um, yeah. You know, I, I just think that that tandem of David and White, you know, um, with with a little bit of Vita in the middle and they've got their full complement of guys in the middle. I think it's going to be effective enough to maybe not shut down, but neutralize the Green Bay run game and kind of put that, you know, neutralize the play action to a degree just enough. And, you know, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. I just have a hunch, Rick. They're going to go up there and do it. I just think they're clicking that good right now. It'll be remarkable, and then we'll see if they play the Kansas City Chiefs or no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. We'll see who <laughs> comes to Tampa Bay uh, in a, a couple of weeks to play in the big game here on February 7th. He's Joey Knight. You can read him uh, in the Tampa Bay Times and on tampabay.com. Uh, thanks, Joey. We appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. All right, guys. Uh, remember, check out Breitling Boutique. They're in International Plaza, and if you haven't been to one, well, guess what? You're lucky it's in Tampa. There's only one. It's one of only 15 in the United States. And believe me, you see a bunch of Hall of Fame quarterbacks walking around with these gorgeous Swiss timepieces, Hall of Famers of every sport. And you know what? They're going to treat you like a Hall of Famer, too. Just go in there and try on one of these beautiful watches. And if you do, just by trying one on and you tell them that Rick and Steve sent you, you'll receive a $60 cap just for trying on one of those watches. But I assure you, you're going to want to walk out with a watch as well. Breitling Boutique in International Plaza. For Steve Ersnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy the games. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.